This podcast sponsored by Prime Super, a leading industry super fund specialising in the health and aged care sector. Go to primesuper.com.au to see what we can do for you. I'm with Professor May Krishnasamy, the Chair in Cancer Nursing at the University of Melbourne. May, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Connor. It's a pleasure to be with you. So, as I said, you've been the Chair of Cancer Nursing since 2016, and this was a completely new role. How was the role conceived, and how has it developed over the last three years? Yeah, so that's a great question. So, the position at the University of Melbourne came around during a conversation about the um, opening of the Victorian Comprehensive Cancer Centre, which is an alliance of 10 organisations here in Victoria, which has seven clinical partners, the University of Melbourne and two research institutes. And at that time, there was very strong leadership around cancer science, around cancer lab uh, research um, and clinical care. But there wasn't leadership for cancer nursing. And so Jim Bishop, who was then the uh, executive director of the Victorian Comprehensive Cancer Centre, very bravely put forward, and I'm, much, I'm very grateful to him, put forward the notion of having a chair in cancer nursing. So that's where the role came from. Um, and it really has been a three years of rapid growth in the role where there are amazing cancer nurses across the seven clinical partners who are very keen to be able to engage in nurse-led research, really those questions around the quality and safety of cancer care that they really hadn't had um, the collaborative sort of infrastructure to do before. And that's what my role really brings in that domain. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about research, you were appointed research and education lead for nursing Mm -hmm. across um, some of the uh, Victorian uh, clinical partners. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, tell us a bit about the research that you're undertaking. So there are a couple of different arms, and I think kind of this is one of the delights and one of the, you know, the challenges of wearing many hats. But so I have a University of Melbourne hat where I'm the chair in cancer nursing, and then the research and education lead role, as you said, across the seven clinical partners of the um, Victorian Comprehensive Cancer Centre. And so. What I'm able to do through the University of Melbourne role is really invest in thinking about problems that are of relevance to cancer nurses every day, problems that are of um, relevance around the quality and safety of delivery of care, but also around organisational efficiencies and system level thinking. And so the role at the university allows me that breadth of thinking and ability to develop a research protocols. But then beautifully, the VCCC role allows me to network out to nurses across the seven partners and say, we've got these projects we've developed, who would like to be involved or who would like to partner with us? And so the research roles um, have you know, two great sort of outcomes. One, they generate evidence that is relevant for nurses and for nursing interactions with patients and family members in the system. But it also serves as an opportunity to build research capability amongst nurses, which, you know, traditionally our training has not done. We're quite research naive. There are few of us who have doctoral or postdoctoral studies. So this role is fantastic. It really allows me to go out and say to nurses, I've got a network and infrastructure that allows you to become engaged in clinically relevant questions that perhaps you couldn't do if you were on your own. And I, I believe one of the areas you look at, you're looking to understand how you integrate support into the day-to-day yeah. care for 
people suffering cancer. Mm. Can you expand on that a little bit? Sure. So the programs of work, so the kinds of research projects specifically run across a couple of different programs. So we have a program that looks at what are the supportive care needs, so whether they're physical needs, emotional, informational, psychological, financial, those things that we know people need to help them cope with a diagnosis of cancer and get through the demands of treatment. So there's a program of work that looks at that with um, women with metastatic breast cancer, people affected by pancreatic cancer, and people living with multiple myeloma. So we really are trying to find these groups of patients that we know who unfortunately um, have um, suboptimal outcomes in terms of their cancer diagnosis because of the complexity of their disease. So there's a program of work where we've been doing co-design studies with patients and their family members to say, actually, what sort of interventions do you need to help you manage whether it's the informational challenges of a complex cancer diagnosis and all of these new novel therapies, or what do you need to manage the cognitive decline that comes with the treatment or the pain that's associated with some cancer diagnosis. So we have that program of work. Then there's a program of work that is looking at developing our skills as nurses, particularly nurses who have cancer knowledge, but developing skills around caring for older adults with cancer. Mm -hmm. We know that we're an aging population. We know that that's where the majority of cancer diagnoses are. And yet, the challenges facing somebody who may have comorbidities or may be at risk of frailty because of their cancer, their cancer treatments, are particularly challenging. And so we're looking at developing up new interventions and then testing those to see what is the impact of that on the quality of care that then gets delivered to these older adults. We're also working with the older adults themselves to um, and the co-design study uh, to say, what do you need nurses to know about caring for you when you're older with a diagnosis of cancer so that we're really using the experts by experience to drive our programs of research and inform the system changes that we need. Um, and then the final program that we're working on is really looking at the workforce. We know that we have this remarkable workforce of nurses, but we also know that you know by 2025 we'll be around 85,000 nurses short in Australia. So mm-hmm. how do we profile the impact and importance of specialist cancer nurses to make sure that you know, resource-strapped organizations are investing in these nurses, um, that we can carry out studies to show the contribution of expert clinical decision-making, of being able to triage complex and less complex patients so that we're really directing our expertise to those patients who need us most, but also who have the greatest capacity to benefit from interaction with specialist nurses. So this breadth of programs allows nurses who are interested in many different things to tap into our programs and go, I'd really like to know more about research and I'd like to do it in that program of work. And, and how does it work when a nurse kind of approaches you? Is it, kind of, is it run through the university or through their hospital or how does that work? So there are different couple of different ways. So um, a lot of it's informal. You know, I'm very lucky to have access across the clinical partners. So a lot of it is conversations with nurses on a day-to-day basis. The other way is people may contact me formally through the university website, either through the Department of Nursing or the Centre for Cancer Research at the University of Melbourne. But very excitingly, we're just 
got um, a new initiative that's been funded by the Victorian government through the VCCC, which is a million-dollar investment for a nurse-led cancer innovation research hub, mm-hmm. um, which will allow us to engage with nurses both face-to-face but also um, online and flexibly so that they can learn research skills, but really importantly also apply to come and spend 12 weeks with us in the research hub to learn Mm -hmm. skills and to think about how they would use those skills for a project that has been prioritised by their organisation as something that is really important for the care of people um, uh, in the organisation they come from. The hub also has funding for seed funding for research grants so we will say to nurses if you can pitch an idea that has real resonance with your organization and importantly with at least one other VCCC organization we will give you seed funding to kickstart that program of research work. Now that sounds really exciting for a lot of nurses actually that's pretty cool. Um, I'm just curious now actually as we're talking um, I mean, you're talking about all these kind of like improvements and areas of interest for nurses going forward. How, in your time in academia, how have things changed in the way we teach student students cancer nursing? Well, look, I think change, things are changing really quickly. It's a great question, Connor, because I think we've been for a long time in the cancer domain. It's sort of fairly stable. I'm trying not to say stagnant, but I think we've been fairly stable in the way we've approached teaching cancer nurses. It's been quite didactic. Mm-hmm. It's been, um, you know, heavily classroom-based. And what we're seeing um, in lots of organisations, what we're investing in at the University of Melbourne at the moment, is taking content that is appropriate and, rele- and relevant to take online so that we can really begin bring cancer nurses to education that is flexible, is there for them at point of delivery when they can get to it, but also allows them to access it in the clinical environment so they can maybe, you know, look at a quick sort of rapid learning module that maybe three or four minutes about, actually, I want to talk to this person about exercise and cancer, but I'm not quite sure how to introduce the conversation so we'll have these three four minute pieces that they can look at so there's a shift in mode of delivery but i think the critical piece is that we've seen an enormous shift in two other big domains the first one being we actually have to embed the voice of the patient and the consumer in our education we have to make real for nurses what the experience of having a cancer diagnosis and treatment is because we, the more we can do that, the greater we will hone people's skills of empathy, communication, desire to support people, which we know from the data that we have from our studies is fundamentally important to the quality of care that people receive, their experience of care, but also their outcomes from care. Um, and the other piece that obviously we've seen shift exponentially is we have this incredible, remarkable advancement in cancer therapies. So we have immunotherapies, targeted therapies, these new CAR T-cells. We have remarkable technology changes in radiation therapy. We're doing surgery that we could only have dreamed of even you know, five, ten years ago. And with that comes a complexity around the patients that we've never seen before. We are treating older patients, people who are coming in with far advanced disease, And we're seeing these people thankfully live much longer, 
but they live longer with consequences of complex therapy. So we're having to teach nurses not just the acute care of people with cancer, but survivorship care, complex long-term comorbidity care, and as always, obviously very importantly, expert, exquisite end-of-life care and the communications that go with that. Professor Krishnasamy, thank you very much for joining us. Connor, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure.